Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me. My name is Siope. I'm one of the hosts here at the Smarter Parenting Podcast. I'm glad you can join me today. Today, we're going to talk about a phenomenon that is new, something that our parents perhaps didn't really grow up with or our grandparents didn't raise their children with, and that is electronics. Children and electronics. This is such a new phenomenon that there are studies being done right now about it, but we don't have a lot of the data available. And so the phenomenon of having electronics in our families and the way that it influences our children is something that parents have to navigate nowadays that parents in the past simply didn't have. So during today's podcast, I'm going to share with you a conversation I had with a parent about electronics in my hopes to help you understand better why it's such a dramatic topic for children when you try and remove an electronic item from them. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about also limitations that you can set for electronic use with your children or grandchildren or any children that you may be uh, living with, because it's important to set limits on what electronic use is and how we have electronic hygiene is what they're calling it, which is how do we use it? How do we apply it in our daily lives? And what's a safe amount for the children that we are currently monitoring or, or for our own children? And then the last thing we are going to discuss is using the skill of sodas to help you determine exactly how you can go about setting up some of these nuances in your home with your children. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the skill of decision-making, you can find that on the Smarter Parenting website. It is available for you to look at the video for free. And it's not a very long video, but what it does is it walks through a very systematic approach to making decisions. The reason that this is important is that if your child sees you making decisions based off of reason and rationales, it helps them understand that they need to start making decisions based off of reason and rationales. So you're not making decisions out of emotionality, which tends to be how children react regarding the electronics that they have. So those are the things we are going to talk about. So first, I'm going to explain the phenomenon of why it's so difficult for children to give up their electronic devices. Okay, and then we will uh, discuss things you can do in order to have better electronic hygiene in your home and with your family. And then finally, the skill of decision making, which is what you should use as a parent when you start to establish these rules. And you need your, to involve your children in some of this interaction or some of this decision making. So... I was speaking with a parent, not a parent that I'm coaching, but just a parent who we started discussing the differences between how we were raised when we were children and how children are being raised today. I remember a time when I was a young child where I left home to play with my friends after school and I would stay out until the streetlights would come on or the sun would start to set and I knew, oh, it's time to go home. And that's kind of the way that I monitored exactly when I was supposed to be home. 
And I spent most of that time with my friends. We would run around. We would catch like little snakes in a little creek area. And so it was a time of exploration. It was a time of fun, imagination. That's how I grew up. It's very different than how children are growing up these days, especially with the pandemic when it set in. We started to become more dependent as adults on electronics, which furthered demonstrated to our children how to use and the effectiveness of using electronics themselves. And this parent was communicating with me why it was so difficult when she would take the electronic device away from her child, why the child would freak out, why the child would be so upset and angry and upset. And this wasn't just one child. This was all her children, regardless of the age. When she told them to give up their electronic devices, she had the same reaction, which was one of yelling, screaming, crying, being upset, even if it was asking them gently and kindly. And as we discussed this, I helped her understand that during the last couple of years during the pandemic, how electronics has shaped the way that we interact with the world and how children who grow up now grow up with this idea that electronics is uh, a source of comfort and a source of help for them because they feel safe and they feel like they can learn things and they can connect with people online. I was talking to my daughter about it earlier and she had mentioned that for them she felt like electronics were like a, a pacifier in a way not only for young children but for older children and the more i thought about that the more i agreed we as parents sometimes put a device in a child's hand when they're upset or when they're crying with the hopes of calming them down and i want you to think of what message that sends to children it sends the message that hey you're struggling with something Use this to cope and deal with this rather than finding alternative ways to work through it. We're trying to find a very quick solution to avoid the problem. So electronics have taken the form of a pacifier in many ways for children and they need it in order to feel safe or to feel like connected or to feel connected. They need it to feel comforted. I want you to also think about when we turn to our own devices. You know, if we're in a room and we're uncomfortable, let's say I were to go to lunch by myself sitting at a table. You know, if I became uncomfortable sitting by myself and I was surrounded by people who were having lunch with friends and laughing, I would most likely pick up my phone and scroll through, look for something. And so in a way, we as parents are also using it as a pacifier. And I want you to evaluate your own electronic use and how that affects your own personal electric hygiene, your own electronics hygiene. Now, there are some things that you can do to help your children. First off, we need to find ways to help our children cope with difficult emotions without using electronics. And that's done largely by demonstration on our part as parents. It's important for us to be able to do that as parents. So how do we scale back our electronic use, which is the second point I wanted to work through? Here are some suggested ideas that you can do in order to help 
you with electronics and your children. Establish household rules about electronics. So rather than set limits just on your child's electronic use, establish rules that are for everyone, including you as a parent. Saying no smartphones on the nightstand or no texting while we are in the car. Don't ever text while you're driving and don't do that. Don't show that to your children that it's okay. I can take time in between my driving to text. That's one thing that I am very adamant about. I do not check my phones. I will not. I have the option to communicate through the radio and and receive a phone call. I'll do that, but no texting, no looking at my phone. I do have a car that has a screen that says incoming call. I can press it and it's, you know, the sound is in the car. So I will use that to answer phone calls. But even then, I usually don't answer the phone call until I am parked because I would like to have a better conversation. And that's just a rule that I set for myself and something that my daughter has seen me demonstrate and seen me talk about consistently. No texting and driving. No checking your phone while you drive. Just turn it off. You can answer these things when you arrive to your destination, when the car is no longer moving. So establish some household rules that are applicable to everyone in the house. Now, the second thing is don't multitask. So you may be tempted to watch a movie and then be on your phone. And what message does that send? That sends, hey, I'm using one pacifier and two pacifiers in order to just entertain myself. Focus on one, okay? And have your attention focused in on one. Put the other one away. And what this does is it sets a precedence of this is what I'm doing right now and I'm going to focus on it. And this is what I'm going to do at a different time and I'll focus on that instead of trying to do all of it at once and having that disruption of saying my phone can jump in at any time. We want to to actually establish rules around where the phone can and should be used in the home. That brings me to the next point, which is you really need to have things in your home that are established where there are no devices at all. So dinner time, uh, that's one for my family. We do have dinner together. It's something that's important to me. And we put our phones away during dinner. No answering phone calls, no checking screens. It's a time to talk, visit, you know connect with each other face-to-face, have conversations with no phone interruption. And then um, that also brings up, well, then when do you use your phone? Well, establish some screen time. When can they use their phone? How long can they use their phone? So you want to schedule your screen-free times and the times that your children will be using an electronic device. And pay attention to all of your digital habits. In what ways are you setting a good example for your children in working through difficult emotions and not just falling back on your phone? So if your child comes to you and starts communicating, put your phone away so you can communicate and talk with your child. Connect with them. That's important. Now, in order to do all of these things, or to have this discussion, it's important to use the skill of decision-making. Now, decision-making on the Smarter Parenting website is something that we teach parents, but we also teach children. It's a very effective skill, 
I highly recommend parents sit down with their children and demonstrate using a real-life family example so their children can see how a parent makes a decision. It's a very systematic approach where there are specific steps. We use something called the SODAS method. So SODAS, S-O-D-A-S, is an acronym. It stands for S for situation, O for options, D for disadvantages, A for advantages, and S for solution. When you are talking about establishing these rules inside of your home, a parent should sit down with their child and write down what the situation is that they're trying to address. Okay, we want to establish a zone-free home where no one is going to use electronics. So what are those times and those opportunities that we can say, no phones here, no electronics here? So after you define what the situation is, you'll go to the O of sodas in decision-making, which is options. So you want to list down three options that you want to consider. And of these three options, you will go down to disadvantages, which is the next D, and list as many disadvantages to each of those options as you can. Once you're finished there, you'll move down to A, which is advantages. List down as many advantages to each of those options. Now, once you have a list of disadvantages and advantages for each of the three options that you've outlined from your situation, you can determine what is the best solution for you. And this is something that when parents sit down and work through and have their children observe them doing this, it helps the child know, hey, my parents aren't reacting emotionally. They're actually being very rational and intentional about the decisions that they make and about what they are trying to establish in the home. It also teaches them how to use the skill themselves. So you can demonstrate this and your child will be able to understand it, pick it up. And when you need them to figure out something or when they have a decision that they need to make, they can use this method, bring it to you later, and you can discuss the solution that they came up with. It's a very highly effective way of making decisions. For families, it is essential for parents to demonstrate how to make these decisions as a family. And again, I've listed things that you can do to help alleviate some of the electronic burden that your children are carrying. Remember, this is a new thing. And so parents who are navigating electronic usage with their children, this is a brand new territory. Our parents didn't have to deal with it. Our grandparents and our great-grandparents didn't have to deal with it. It's something new for us. And so we have to take the initiative to set some boundaries around those things in order to help our children become successful. We are aware that electronics can be a very positive thing in many ways. However, as with everything, too much of something, even if it's good, can be bad. So we want to be very measured and intentional about our usage. So my challenge to you is to use the SODAS method in determining what are the rules in your home around electronic usage. Where is the zone-free area? What are the times when electronics are not to be used in the home? You can do a sodas on that. Sit down with your child, walk through it. I highly suggest you watch the video. The video will walk you through this whole process of how to make decisions using the sodas method and 
you can begin using it with your children. And it's it's really great. Let me tell you, once you can teach your child how to do that, whenever there's an issue or whenever they break a rule, you can just say, hey, do a sodas, bring it to me and let's talk about it. They'll bring the sodas and it actually helps me understand better where they're coming from, what they're thinking, and then we can negotiate it in a rational way. Okay, so it really is dependent upon the parent. Now, for the parent who came to me and was saying, why is my child reacting the way they're reacting? Teenager, doesn't matter the age. When I ask for the electronic device and they're freaking out, why is that happening? The reality is, is we've kind of trained our children to depend on electronics like a a pacifier. And so we want to eliminate that by being very intentional about our parenting, our example how we go about using electronics, and what it looks like in our home to use it. All right? So there's a lot to think about, but that's my challenge to you. Watch the video, Decision Making, on the Smarter Parenting website. You can print out a worksheet that will walk you through the steps as well. And then sit down with your child and go through a decision that you'll make on electronic usage in your home, whatever you feel is most appropriate for your child, depending on their age. Right? That's it for me. I am excited to hear what successes you'll be able to come up with with your children as you begin to use this method to help establish a more healthy environment for you and your family. Alrighty. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for joining me. All right. Bye-bye.